Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, I want to uh, begin this morning with a confession. I am an addict, and the thing to which I am addicted uh, is People Magazine. I just cannot get enough of how the Kardashian family is doing. And in a recent article of People magazine, there was some news that will help us understand the gospel that Ben just read. The article contained the results of a poll, and the poll asked the question, whom do Americans trust? Or to word it differently, what authority figures do Americans turn to? And in the results, the number one winner was nurses. 82% of Americans trust nurses as authorities in their lives. Grade school teachers also did really well. They came in at 70%. I'm afraid uh, clergy did not do as well. Uh, Only 47% of Americans trust clergy as authorities but we did better than members of Congress who came in at 8%. So I had an experience of authority in a football game when I was in seminary. Our team was made up of students from Virginia Theological Seminary, and I was on that team, and the other team was our bitter arch-rival, General Theological Seminary here in New York City. And the stadium was a field behind our seminary chapel. Uh, The dean of our seminary was the cheerleader. Most of the players spent uh, most of the game trying to bribe the referee, uh, who was a professor of ethics. And we beat General that year, and I want to tell you why. It wasn't our superior coaching. It wasn't our better training. uh, It wasn't even our fervent prayers. The secret of our victory was the authority that we brought to that game. On our team, there was a seminarian who had previously spent three years as an offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, following which he had worked as a police officer in Los Angeles. He was six foot four, he weighed 250 pounds, His name was John Bruno, and by the way, later on, he became the bishop of the Diocese of Los Angeles. So during the game, John would stand on the line of scrimmage, and he would spread his gigantic arms, and the entire general team would simply collapse on the ground. The final score was 86 to 0. And we won that game because of authority. We had the authority of the Denver Broncos. We had the authority of the Los Angeles Police Department. We had the authority of 250 pounds of rock-solid Christian muscle. John Bruno made Tim Tebow look like small potatoes. Such was his authority. So, I want to talk about authority this morning, because that's the focus of the gospel that we have just heard. Jesus has just been baptized. 
He's just recruited disciples as his followers. He's starting to teach about a whole new way of connecting with God. When all of a sudden, right in the middle of the church service, a man goes crazy. He starts shouting at Jesus. He screams out, what are you doing here, Jesus? I know who you are. You've come to kill us. So the people in the pews next to this guy start to edge away. The ushers don't know what to do. Somebody calls 911 for an ambulance. Everything starts to fall apart in confusion and chaos. The passage says that the man has an unclean spirit. And a part of me, the 21st century modern part of me, would like to say that this unclean spirit is actually some sort of a chemical imbalance or maybe some emotional instability. And if Jesus would just slip him a little Prozac or maybe a dose of Ritalin, the man would be okay. But another part of me thinks that something much deeper is going on here. Because I'm thinking of other spirits unclean spirits that I see in the world around us and inside us. Many years ago, a friend of mine, a gentle soul, found himself one evening stood up by a date. And he told me that when that happened, he went home, he walked into the kitchen, and he spent the rest of the evening throwing every single plate and cup and glass in the cabinets against the wall. I mean, how long has it been since you have broken something in anger? How long has it been since you've had that feeling of losing control and getting swept up in a spirit that causes anger and confusion and chaos? I mean, another example might be found in the political arena in our country right now. And I'm not just talking about January 6th. Jacob spoke with great power a couple of weeks ago about a demonic spirit of hatred that's infecting both sides of the aisle. Another example can be found in the intensive care units around the world these days. When someone is taking his last breath and no loved ones are allowed to be there and just a nurse holding a cell phone, there is a spirit of aching sadness that just breaks your heart. Today's gospel is a reminder of the reality of spirits that are unclean around us in the world and inside us. Spirits that foster anger and confusion and despair. And the Son of God, in his love for us, love how deep, how broad, how high, will not allow these spirits to have the last word. In today's gospel, this unclean spirit cries out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? And Jesus simply says to the spirit, shut up and come out. And the passage says that he speaks as one with authority. The disciples say, what is this? A new teaching 
with authority. Years ago, an Irishman named Tommy Mahan was a professional singer with a group called the Clancy Brothers. And early in his career, when he was still an unknown, Tommy appeared one night on the stage of a local hall in Ireland. And as usual with Irish audiences in such a situation, nobody paid any attention to him. They kept on shouting and drinking. Very slowly, Tommy put his foot up on a stool and tied his shoelace. And such was the air of his authority that by the time he finished tying that lace, every person in that hall had grown quiet and was looking at him. Jesus said, shut up and come out. And such was his authority, the authority of love so deep, so broad, so high, that the spirit went away. I want to experience authority like that. And I want that authority to be experienced in the halls of our government, on the streets of New York City, and in our hearts. And as thankful as I am for the muscular authority of the Denver Broncos, and as thankful as I am for the legal authority of the Los Angeles police, and as thankful as I am for the stage presence authority of Tommy Mahan, those are not the authorities that we're looking to this morning. The authority of this Jesus of Nazareth comes from a place that makes no sense to most of the measures of sanity and safety and security in this world. The authority of this Son of God is the authority of love. Of love how deep, how broad, how high. The authority of this Son of God is the authority that will go the full distance to love you and me into new life. So, here's one man who gives us a picture of what that full distance of love looks like. A picture of the authority of the Son of God's love. And it's in a man whose name was Maxwell Maltz. And Maltz was a doctor, and he practiced in the first half of this past century. And Dr. Maltz was once visited by a woman who asked him to help her with her husband. The husband had been injured in a fire. He'd tried to save his own mother and father in a burning house. And not only was he not able to save them, but his own face had been burned and disfigured in the fire. And worst of all, the husband thought that his disfigured face was the punishment that he deserved for not saving his parents. So the wife told this story to Dr. Maltz, and he told her not to worry. He said, I can restore his face. Then the wife said, but that's not why I'm here. He won't let anyone see him, not even me. So I want you to disfigure my face so that I can be like him. If I can share in his pain, then maybe he will let me back into his life. So Dr. Maltz, of course, refused her request. 
but he was so moved that he went to talk to the husband. He went to the house, up to the bedroom, knocked on the man's bedroom door, introduced himself through the door and said, I'm a plastic surgeon and I want you to know that I can restore your face. There was no response. The doctor said, please come out. Still no response. Then, speaking through the door, Dr. Maltz told the man what the wife had asked him to do. He said, she wants me to disfigure her face, to make her face like yours, in the hope that you will let her back into your life. That's how much she loves you. How deep, how broad, how high. After a moment of silence, the door opened. Well, from the world's point of view, that woman was an idiot. She was crazy. That was an insane thing to want to do. But the door opened. And what she wanted to do is exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you and me. It's the authority of love. It's the authority of self-giving love in this Jesus of Nazareth. It's the authority of the love that takes on the disfigurement of the cross. Crazy love like that. Except the door opened. Because in the end, love like that always wins. And that crazy love of Jesus for you and me is right here this morning. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.